Episode 6, Self-Care. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nechama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom. Welcome to this episode. This is our second to last episode before the summer comes to a close. And I know that you've been through weeks of heat, kids at home, maybe some vacationing, uh, which of course we know is considered more of a business trip than anything else. Um, And your patients may be wearing thin, uh, although I hope that you listened to last week's episode of how to thrive through the summer and not just survive. Um, I'm sure you did your best to prioritize yourself, but you may be feeling a little bit low energy. Um, And this is just a reminder that self-care is essential. It is not optional. It is a basic need. Um, And this is really an opportunity um, to check in with yourself and ensure that you are indeed taking care of yourself and that you are prioritizing self-care even in the final weeks of the summer. So I want to just talk a little bit about self-care and address this important topic. And I think that it's especially important to address it uh, at this time of year, but I really want you to consider it throughout the year. How are you prioritizing your self-care when things are easier, when things are more challenging, during busier times, during less busy times? So as you're listening, let's try to think how we can implement this moving forward, um, especially after a long summer, but also as we're gearing up for the holidays and the new school year um, and all the exciting things that are coming up soon. So we've been programmed from a really young age to be there for everyone else, to help everyone else, uh, and sometimes sacrificing our own needs in order to do so. Um, And this message really continues into our adulthood and creates a feeling that tending to our own needs and wants is selfish. And I'm sure that you have heard opinions and voices that self-care is sometimes egotistical, self-serving, luxurious, unnecessary, right? We've all heard this um, from people in our lives, from the media. um, And I think that it's important to start off identifying what self-care is. So I want to offer what I think self-care is. I'm sure other people would have a different opinion, but I think that self-care is really loving ourselves unconditionally. It's trusting ourselves, it's understanding and appreciating our value, and it's making the decision that we are important enough to invest in and nurture. Um, And I know that this is something that I really worked hard on because there are times where I'm just not in this place where I don't want to nurture myself, where I don't want to invest in myself. I just kind of want to give in. Um, But I think the key word here is really unconditionally. 
it's during the challenging times, it's during the easier times, it's just having your own back 24 seven. Um, and I really truly believe that self-care is such a necessity. It kind of like brings the image of a flower and water, right? A flower needs water in order to survive and we need self-care in order to survive as well. And I actually think that tapping back into our very first podcast, I think that self-care on a consistent basis actually helps us move and transition from survival to thriving. So now that we kind of defined what self-care is, and I encourage you to kind of define for yourself what you see self-care as being, how is self-care in your life? How would you define self-care? Let's talk about the different ways that we can implement self-care into our busy lives, because let's be realistic. No one has loads of extra time, Um, And I'm a busy mom, um, I'm a busy working mom, and I understand that we need to keep this realistic and doable. But what I wanna offer is that small acts of self-care can go really, really far. And cumulatively, I think that that's just something that you can keep in mind when your brain is like, oh, what's a big deal? Getting up five minutes earlier, you know, to focus on myself, that's not gonna make a difference. Just remind yourself that five minutes plus five minutes plus five minutes consistently really creates that self-care and that self-love ultimately that we're looking for. So I want to suggest some self-care ideas. Um, Some of them are more classic and more familiar. Some of them are more innovative and creative, Um, but you don't need to pick all of them. You can just pick a few that speak to you um, and make sure to implement at least one every day. Um, And really consider this an obligation. This is not optional. This is non-negotiable. So I know that this is another podcast where I have a list for you. Um, But I think during the summer, lists are actually good because it keeps things simple and concise. Um, And then you can kind of go back and listen and choose which self-care action you'd like to take on. So number one, pretty classic, get outside every day. Um, and exercise is so important, but beyond exercise and movement, just getting outside and really getting fresh air, enjoying the sunshine is so critical to our mental health. And the impacts of that can even take place in five minutes. So just getting outside, looking up at the sky, sometimes, you know, we have a a beautiful path across the street from our house and looking at the view like it's so expansive and just walking back and forth it's about five minutes eight minutes not a big deal sometimes is so rejuvenating and just helps me get outside of my regular space outside of the walls around me and really just look at the sky look at the fields and really feel that openness and the possibility that's out there so um I know that getting outside is something that I'm sure you've heard a lot, but really consider the fact that even a few minutes outdoors can really shift your mood um, and shift your mindset. Number two is journaling. Um, And I am a big believer in journaling. I have a gratitude journal that I keep next to my bed, but any journal is really great. And the reason that journals are so helpful um, is that it's an opportunity for you to empty out 
all of your thoughts that are circulating in your brain and transfer them onto the paper. And often just that act of getting them out of your head and putting them on a piece of paper can be so therapeutic and healing. In our heads, in our head, in our heads, um, things can feel really, really overwhelming. It's just like kind of a mix of all our thoughts and all our fears and all our hesitations. Everything's kind of like jarbled together in our head. And once we get it out on paper, we just feel lighter and everything just feels more manageable. So whether it's a to-do list that comes out of your head or really just articulating your thoughts and seeing, oh, this is what I'm concerned about. This is what's coming up for me. This is a fear that I have. Like just that awareness of it can already be so calming even without taking any action, just the act of writing it down on paper. So if you don't have a journal, I strongly encourage you to get one. Um, I find that my gratitude journal also helps me really look at my day through very specific glasses um, where even if I had a challenging day, I'm able to still write down three things that I'm grateful for um, and focus on that. And that's kind of what I drift off to sleep thinking about. Um, and it really helps me frame my day in a, in a beautiful way. And I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I love the bracketing of the day where we wake up and we say modani or modani, thank you, God, um, for this new day, for this new opportunity, for, for giving me the gift of life. And then we end our day with gratitude. To me, that is like the perfect bracketing of a beautiful day that really is a gift. Um, and I encourage you to, um, to get yourself a journal, to start that practice of journaling in whatever form feels best to you. Number three, exercise. So any form of exercise is a great way to get your endorphins flowing and improve your mood, um, but it's really investing in your body and prioritizing your health and wellness that is such an important form of self-care. Our bodies are a gift and taking care of them is appreciating that gift. So when we talk about self-care, that is what self-care is, right? Things that we value, things that we appreciate, we take care of. And exercise is, in our, is an opportunity for you to take care of the gift that we were given, the vessel that we were given, the one-time gift that we live in for our entire life. So I encourage you to find a form of exercise that you enjoy, that you love, that you're passionate about, um, that pushes you and challenges you, um, and just gets your body moving um, and to do it on a consistent basis. Number four, getting enough sleep. Again, getting a good night's sleep is probably one of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself. And I think that the topic of sleep is really a very controversial topic because we all know that we need to get enough sleep. But there's something about this day and age where everything feels so urgent. WhatsApps are going back and forth and our phones are 24-7. There's access to everything and people are working globally around the world. And at any point, there's someone awake and available to talk to. And I just think that it's so counterproductive to live this fast-paced 24-7 life um, when really we want to be taking care of our bodies because our bodies need sleep. They need sleep and they need a lot of sleep. And in order to um, really function optimally, 
we need to give our bodies the gift of rest. So whatever amount of sleep you're getting now, try to add to it. Try to add a half an hour, try to add an hour, try to get a little bit more sleep and notice how you feel the next day. Not after one night because you won't see the difference immediately, but after a week of getting another half hour or hour of sleep, see how you're able to function throughout the day. There is so much time in our day that we waste because we're tired and we're not functioning at our best. So perhaps we can get in the solid seven, eight hours of sleep that we need and then show up the next day optimally getting things done in less time and feeling our best, feeling our healthiest and going about our days in that way. Okay, number five. Read a self-development book or listen to a podcast that you enjoy because we all have room for improvement. And even reading for 10 minutes a day or listening to 10 minutes of a podcast will really encourage and inspire you to grow and improve. But what I want to say about self-improvement is that so many of us read books and listen to podcasts, but we don't implement we just kind of consume and take it in and appreciate what we're reading and we're inspired by it for a moment or a few minutes. What I want to encourage you to do is take that information, take that inspiration and do something with it. Take one small action step and incorporate it into your life. Because if we're just consuming and we're just reading and we're just internalizing things that we're learning, but we're not actually taking action, then it's not as impactful as it could be. So I encourage you to even spend 10 minutes a day reading or listening, but then make a decision, what do I wanna do this week from all the 10 minutes of the podcast that I've listened to or the books that I've read? What is one small action step that I am going to take this week to implement what I've learned? And I think that that's a really great way and a a small step, right? Like I'm not, I'm not encouraging you to do things that are unrealistic, but even taking that one small step will really help you bridge the gap between consuming and taking action. So that would be my suggestion there. Number six, pamper yourself in a way that you enjoy. And I think this is really more of a traditional understanding of self-care, right? We think of massages and manicures and pedicures and skin routines. But I want you to really like take this opportunity to think what are the other things that also bring you joy, right? What are the things that you really feel good after doing? And that could just be going on a hike or sitting in a park or whatever it is, but really giving some thought to how you can take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself, meaning you feel better afterwards than when you first started. Number seven, stop trying to get it all done. Be mindful and be present. Focus on one task at a time and be fully present. And this is really another gift that you can give yourself. So often we just go through the motions. We don't even know how we got from point A to point B. Um, And I know this from myself. Like sometimes I'll just be driving and I'm like, where am I going? Or I'll lock the car and then I'm like, did I lock the car? Did I not lock the car? Right? Sometimes I'll be playing with my kids and my phone buzzes and I'm like, who is it? Who's trying to get through to me? 
Um, and I think that one of the most important things that we can do to take care of ourselves is to stop trying to do it all and just do one thing and do it well and be in the moment and be present and be mindful. And I know that my kids really can tell when I'm present in the moment with them. And they can tell when I'm thinking about other things and I'm distracted and I'm trying to do a million things. And this is really hard for me. This is a hard one for me because I often describe my brain as kind of having all these tabs open where it's kind of draining my battery and I'm like, oh, this kid has a birthday party and that kid needs to be driven here and I have to do this task and that client needs this. And there are so many different tabs open and I kind of want to just close them all and just, you know, like when you swipe them up and you close the tab and you just feel this sense of relief. But I think the the work is really being able to stop trying to do it all, to just do one thing, but do it really well and feel good about it and not let our brain guilt us into, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do this, but I sat for five minutes and I played with my kid and I was fully there and I did that amazingly. And I hopped on a call with a client and I left all my stress behind and I was able to create space for them and really be present. Or I went on a date morning and we had a great time and I put my phone on silent and we really connected. Um, And I think this is something that I've been working really hard on and I encourage you to work really hard on because it is such an important form of self-care and it will really up-level your life in so many ways. Number eight, eat in a way that is respectful to you and your body. So invest in the food that you eat. Don't treat yourself like a garbage can. You don't need to eat your kids' leftovers. You don't need to finish the bag of chips. So eat intentionally and enjoy. And while you prep your food, also have an intentional thought that you're nourishing yourself and your family, right? Like I'm putting in time to create this salad, this delicious salad that's going to nourish me because I care about my body and I care what I put into it. And remember to drink enough because hydration is also important. So just thinking about your nutrition as really a way to care for yourself and being super intentional about it is a great way to take care of yourself. Number nine, connect with the people that you love and people who are healthy for you and have your back. So surrounding yourself with the right people is so, so important. Just disengage from people who are not healthy in your life. And I know that this can be really hard. Um, And if it's family members, it's even harder. But I really encourage you to surround yourself with people that lift you up, people that appreciate you for who you are. Um, And I think that as you change and you evolve, you also will be surrounding yourself with different people. So as you up-level, as you work on yourself, as you really develop into a better version of yourself, you also will be attracted to different people. So just be mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with and really consider, are these people the people that I want around me? Or are these people that are just circumstantially around me? They happen to be in my work environment. They happen to be in my neighborhood. And be super intentional about the energy that you want to be surrounded with. And number 10, this is a small tip that I've mentioned before and I will mention it again because it is a game changer. Charge your phone out of your bedroom and wait to check it until 30 minutes after you wake up. So I will admit that there are sometimes last minute updates in the morning and my husband will check his phone 
And this is something that I struggle with and I kind of get into the groove of it and then I have to like retrain myself to do it again. But I have noticed that when I'm able to do this, I start off my day so much more calm and focused on what really matters to me rather than getting overwhelmed by social media, the WhatsApps, the dings, the news and all of it. Um, And my ideal, and again, I admit that I cannot do this or I haven't done it consistently. I kind of get in and out of the groove, but I have seen the benefits and I am so committed to doing this long term to start your day this way and end your day this way. And that way you're starting and ending your day in a state of calm and you're able to like really reflect on how your day went on the things that went well, the things that didn't go well. You're able to celebrate um, your wins for the day. Um, And I think that it's really a great opportunity to focus on what really matters and not get distracted by all the all the noise. So in the same way um, that leading a healthy lifestyle is an effective way to prevent so many health ailments, self-care is no different. Because when you take care of your physical and emotional needs, you can prevent so many health problems. Um, And that's why I'm sure you've heard the phrase self-care is the new health care. And I really believe that it is. So please choose one or two ideas here um, that really resonate with you and just implement one or two in your week and you will see it will make such a difference. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you uplevel your life, then reach out today. Visit nechamawisercoaching.com for details.